Alexander Snitker, libertarian, Republican, and political hack, and Adrian Wiley, born-again anarchist and political has-been. Banter, lather, and joke about current events while attempting to figure out whether to keep trying to salvage our constitutional republic or just stock up on marshmallows to roast on the smoldering embers of society. It's time for Unattended Baggage. Why, thank you, Lynch. Hello, everyone in Podcastville or Internet Land or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, Unattended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, Chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee, the Western Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151. Wiley, how are you doing, sir? You know, I'm in a weird kind of mood today. I, 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm almost as if, you know, we were going over the show notes before the show. Almost as if I just want to scrap the whole thing and talk about philosophy or something. It's <laughs> yeah, kind of mood I'm in today. I mean, just considering everything that's going on right now, dude, I would not even necessarily <laughs> be opposed to that. Right, right. Because, yeah. like, there's so much just shit going on. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I feel like sometimes we're just, you know, covering the same old ground year after year. You know? I, I mean, we in many ways. What have we, we found? Do, same old fear. No, in, in many ways. Wish it, you were here. <laughs> I tell you another thing though, like I know we're doing this one on April Fool's Day, right? Like, I, I just want to make, oh it, yeah, it, it, let no. me like make, make make a blanket statement right now. We will do no jokes on April Fool's Day. No, there's nothing that's going no. to happen here. This isn't a bit. No, other than to tell you that there is no bit. Right, there's for no April bit. Fools. Yeah, we so whatever we're going to talk about, we're just going to talk about. I hate this fucking stupid holiday. Anyway, we are. It's not even. It's not even a holiday. It's just more of a. We are semi-professional comedians here. I, I would give us that semi-professional comedians. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't play amateur hour, and April Fools is is definitely amateur hour in my opinion. Yeah. 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 Just you know, no. It's kind of like. Uh, People who get, uh, you know, totally shit-faced on uh, New Year's Eve or, you know, St. <laughs> Patty's Day or something like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, amateurs. You know. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't really give a sh- I, I feel like that April Fool's Day is like, you're right, amateur hour. Right. In that when people do it, like, if you're going to do something like this, like, they're so stupid. Right. At the same time. If someone were to do something to where they involved it, like, it, I would appreciate if there was some, like, if you thought six months out to April Fool's. Right. And set something up. Yes. To where it came time in April Fool, like, an April 1st and you did it. Yeah. I think I would have a little bit of respect for that. Right. But, like, other than that, like, just doing something the day of, it'd be like, oh, April Fool's. Right. Yeah, I really want to punch you in the face when yeah, you do that. I agree. <laughs> totally. Like, I want to fight you. And you know what's worse than that, though, is when the marketing people do some type of April Fool's oh. for some, you know, brand or something like that. And it's it just, it's just stop. It makes just me not want to buy stop. their item. You know what we need? We need an underground day to do this on. Like, I don't know. Think of... Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I'm just going to pick a random day. Say September 11th. You know. oh, you're just going to pick a random <laughs> just Rick, day. Just pick a random day, fuck, September okay. 11th. And uh, that will be the day that we fuck with everyone on. You know, I think that would be a, a good day. You know, and, and see, then when you do it, there's the actual shock value to it. Because when was the last time you were actually tricked by an April Fool's joke? I, you I, know. Mean, I can't remember. I'm, yeah. sure, I've, I'm sure I have been. 
Uh, but I can't remember though. Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think I ever have been. You know, so but I think if we switched it up to September 11th, you know, and maybe something involving airplanes or you know that. Jesus <laughs> Christ, let's just, are we really doing this? Come on now. I'm telling you, oh man. Oh my God, I am just I'm so not into uh, going over the news today. I just you know. Um, well, other- hold on. Let me let, let then let me start here though. Let's start here. Actually, hold on. There was a philosophical discussion, and we've talked about this before. Yeah. But like, I almost wanted to bring it up. I we just, I talked about it again last night, and that goes about like um, the coast, uh, the populations on the coast, and property insurance, and how. Oh God, this one again. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you're right. Let's, not talk about you're right. <laughs> that's, Let's that's, get into this. That's one. not philosophical, man. I'm I'm talking about why are we here. What is the purpose of life? <laughs> oh, know? I got gotcha. you. I, I want to go deep shit. You know, I got gotcha. you. Well, the, <laughs> but no, I'm not even in the mood for that. Okay, you got any April Fool's jokes? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> so there is a. We've talked about this before about the 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 power structure grab between Disney World and DeSantis, right? And how they both suck. They both suck. And right. S- and so, but I will say this: I do think that Disney did something that kind of made me smile a little bit. Right. And it's how Disney stripped power from Florida government, Ron DeSantis, special district board. So what happened was, is that like the day that they changed the law in the Reedy for the Reedy Creek district to where DeSantis can now pick the members of the Reedy Creek district. That same day, the current district, hang on, um, on, on February 8th, several dozen spectators took their seats inside the administrative offices of the Reedy Creek Improvement District to attend a previously scheduled public meeting of the Special das- Taxing District's Board of Supervisors. The, after the board members recited the Pledge of Allegiance and approved the previous meeting's minutes, the board president took up the first two agenda items that would ultimately give Disney enormous control over the development of its resort property while stripping away the Special District's future power. On the very same day, hundreds of miles away in Tallahassee, Florida lawmakers were meeting during a special legislative session to consider a bill that would replace Reedy Creek District's uh, Disney-controlled board with a panel appointed by Governor DeSantis. Our first action today is to suspend the board meeting and open a public hearing for a second and final reading concerning developments agreement that we reviewed at our last meeting, Reedy Creek Board President Holmes said. Less than one minute later, with no detailed discussion or and no spectators responding to Hames' invitation for a public comment. The five-member board unanimously approved the agreement that gives Walt Disney World Parks and Resorts more control over how it develops its property. So basically, they made a law that stripped the board completely of its power, gave it back to Disney right? with the King Charles Clause. Now, what the King Charles Clause is, is that you can't change what they did until 20 years after King Charles's death. Like the monarchy clause. Oh, I gotcha. Okay, right. And so, like, this board knew that they were about to all be fired anyway, right? Right. So what they did was they said, well, if the next board can't do anything because all of this stuff is, you know, legal and stuff. So the board basically said, we can't make any changes unless Disney approves the changes. Right. And then adjourned. (laughs) Basically, Mike dropped this motherfucker and was like, I'm out. (laughs) So the new board coming in. Any changes they make would have to be approved by Disney. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> nice. yeah. So any changes that they have to do with this is going to be approved by Disney at this point. First of all, let me just say I despise Disney. Um, and they should have never had this special authority to begin with. Having said that, uh, DeSantis, uh, he, he just essentially did it because he didn't like Disney's politics. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really the bottom line. So he played a political game. Well, hold on. I, but hold on, let me just say it maybe a different way. Maybe you'll agree with this. Hmm. I wish everybody could have the same thing that Disney had. What do you mean? Like when it came to uh, control over their area. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. I, I, I concur with that, um, that everyone should have autonomy and, and on the property they own. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah. that's just that's a fundamental uh, you know, concept there. So, but yeah, I just have a hard time rooting for Disney and anything because uh, to me, that's just uh, screw them. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, <laughs> it is actually a pretty good move. I didn't, uh, I didn't know about that. So. Yeah. So like, it's, it's just kind of funny that like <laughs> Disney was able to get away with this. Right. And you know, they, they followed all their, all the rules that they can, that they have with it. And so now they're going to have to like, part of them has to, like the governor's trying to say, like, this ain't over and they're going to figure right. something out. But I don't know what they're going to be able to figure out for this Yeah. in order to, you know, to do this. And part of me thinks that they knew this was going to happen. Like, again, unless everybody's an idiot, which maybe that's just the case. And, that you know, DeSantis and them are a bunch of idiots. But and which two things could be true at the same time. They yes. could be idiots and yeah. they could know this was going to happen. Right. And they weren't upset about it because you didn't hear about it until after it was done. But they had to give public comment and they had to do other things in order to um, like in order for this to happen. There had to be some forewarning to it. Well, it seems like the existing board, um, you know, knew what they were planning and, and they did the minimal requirement to inform the public in advance. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, yeah you know what yeah <laughs> on that one good on disney but uh yeah screw them also yeah i understand what you're i understand yeah. why you're saying that but at the yeah. same time like part of me look when you see two different groups of people that neither one of them that you actually right. like yeah, per se it, yeah right you know but at the same time you see this happen you're kind of like ah, eh, all it, right it's like the patriots playing the cowboys how can they both lose yes yes saying? how can they both lose? i want them both to lose yes no no no. i'm kind of with you on that part yeah that's kind of funny actually no, i'm totally with you on that part yeah um all right so and again there's major things that have gone on this week but we are not necessarily putting these in the order in which no no the, the, the is... major things that have happened so but the next thing you put up though was the tsa flag for holding <laughs> yeah so a uh, a uh, uh what is it la chargers now i was going to say san diego chargers an la chargers football team uh for those of you non-sports ball people uh was uh is accusing the tsa of sexual assault <laughs> because they got they got a little too grabby with him at the airport uh and this is uh uh who is it uh Sebastian Joseph Day. Uh, so he is a, uh, a defensive end, and he uh, he told uh, he he reported on Twitter that uh, quote I really just got sexually assaulted by TSA at John Wayne Air um, after I asked the gentleman to please stop because I'm uncomfortable and I feel that this part of the check is unnecessary after he felt what was needed. The Chargers defensive lineman uh, Sebastian uh, Joseph Day wrote in a tweet on Friday quote. Then he told me I was the problem after three TSA agents swarmed me. So apparently because he complained, um, then they just took it to the next level. Um, Joseph Day called the incident with the TSA extremely unnecessary and dehumanizing, adding that he feels he'll have to jump through hoops just to file a complaint on the situation. Um, so, you know, it's, it's nice to see uh, someone with a platform uh, being abused by the TSA because, as we know, the TSA is a, a 
basically it's a overreaching government organization that uh, sexually assaults people and uh, you know violates our constitutional rights and is staffed by probably some of the dumbest human beings uh, that anyone can find anywhere well you got to remember when they started hiring these positions right what where they were where they started from you know what i'm saying like they weren't looking for the best and the brightest it was anybody that was going to be willing to take the job right and that these people the tsa agents themselves have been given a massive amount of authority way too much authority over other people and these are people that shouldn't have been given this kind of power over other humans. Well, nobody should have that power because it inevitably turns them into most people. It turns them into, you know, authoritarian psychopaths, which has been proven over and over again. That right. There's been clinical tests that have been done right. that have proven that this is the case. Yeah. And that you've done this to what you've given this power to a bunch of people that you shouldn't have given the power to. Right. And the. Like for as many times as like this guy's complaining, there's a ton of other people that have been violated, dehumanized. Oh, yeah. and, you know, you pick your word uh, under the guise of safety that doesn't even exist. Right. And th- there's no real accountability for these people, which is why they're able to work the way that they're able to work, yeah. which is unfortunate. But at the same time, it's almost like, you know, like. We deserve it for allowing it to happen. I don't know. I, I, right. I, 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 I don't want. I don't know how to say it that other another way. But like you, like they've. It, I don't know. It's just. Uh, hey, well, we fought it tooth and nail. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, t- shit. We, uh, uh, we went after the TSA. Uh, we tried to get the sheriffs involved uh, on Fourth Amendment, you know, uh, violations, and nothing ever came of it. Yeah. No. Tried to sue. Couldn't get any attorneys to take the case. You know, it just, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it does feel, it, 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 it this goes, and this kind of goes a little bit back to the same thing of like when I, well, like when we, when I went to that Ron Paul thing of, I look back now of like all the battles that we've had that we've right. lost. Right. And these and, are all the. And hang on. We're like 0 and 20. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we haven't won any of the battles for freedom that we've ever fought and we fought a lot of them and not yeah. only did we not win like the uh, the the consequences of those of these things we've been proven that that's what was going to happen and right. it has happened yeah and you have a society that is falling apart at the seams or something like you can put along those lines that right. like you have so many bad things that are going on right now and instead of people looking at it and actually blaming the appropriate thing they're not blaming the appropriate thing. They're blaming you know, everything else but that. What I don't understand is how so many people get into a mindset that, well, we have to do that. You know, that's what I don't get. How people just accept the fact that either they just accept the fact that that's the way things are. And now I kind of understand that because after, you know, having my, my head stomped on so many times and fighting these battles. I, I just accept it that, you know, there's nothing that can be done to change it. Having said that, I, I still don't accept it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I accept the fact that, that we can't fix it, but I don't accept the fact that it, it, it should exist or is necessary. Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. So I remember when I first started running for office and first started getting involved that my old boss, who, who I love to death, by the way. Right. Um, 
told me that, and said it to me, you know, this is a waste of time. You're not gonna be able to change anything. Right. And my response at the time was always, well, you have to try, right? Right. Well, that's where I run into the conundrum of like, or maybe looking back and just looking at mistakes in life and stuff like that, you know, and, and again, probably being a little depressed at the same time too, is that he wasn't wrong. Right. But does it change that you should have done something that you should have tried it? Or no, not? no. That's I, the thing. That's I don't, I'm, I don't regret, you know, any of the, the battles we fought at, at all. I don't regret them. Um, I've, I've come to the conclusion that they're unwinnable, um, but not 100%, because here we are still sitting here doing the show, pointing out all these evils in the world, uh, you know, committed by government, committed by uh, the collusion of, of global corporations and government, you know. So I, I feel like, in, in a way, we're still fighting the battle through the microphone. Yeah. But it's almost as if, like, hey, man, we did our time. Now you do yours. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to say that it's it's not a cause that can never be won, you know, these things. But I'm not fighting it anymore. I'm not fighting it directly anymore. That's just, kind of where. Kind of just pointing it out and, and talking about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and doing your little part to. it's Because it goes the same with social media at this point. Like, in all honesty, when it comes to the show and stuff. Look, I love everybody that listens to the show. Mm-hmm. I hope there's more people that listen to the show. That would be awesome. But at the same and time. And if you'd like to subscribe, go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. You get a second hour of content and a whole bunch of swag. Uh, thus ends the commercial. Yeah. But at the same time. Oh, and share it out on social media. Whatever. Yes. Do that, too, please. But at the same time, whoever listens, listens. And, right. you know, like, like, look, are there are there, there are shows that get way more audience that we get that I've listened to that suck acts that suck, actually, by the way, like I don't even like the way like I listen to some other shows and I don't even like the way they go about it. But at the same time, I like I don't know how to make it bigger, I guess you could say. Right. You know, so it's. It's one of those things where I'm kind of, if anything, at this point, it's uh, uh, cathartic. Is that the right word? Absolutely. Yeah. So this is and how- I, I'm content with the concept that, um, you know, I'm speaking to this mic and I have no idea who's actually listening. And I'm OK with that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm kind of with you on that as well. But it's just when you see things like this, it's like. Man, didn't we fucking cover this shit like 10 years ago? Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Like, didn't we do all it's this stuff years and years so, ago? So many things that we're still talking about as as major problems today was stuff that we were talking about 10 or 15 years ago. And, you know, it's, it, it's the same thing. And it's like, sometimes I'm tired of being right all the time. Yeah, you know yeah, saying? yeah. No, no, no. no. Well, so. and that's why when you see the things like, and, and, and get to go back to the first thing that we talked about, when you see the things like the Disney thing, right? It's it's like okay, well, he they were able to get one over on DeSantis, right? Okay, cool. Like, yeah. In that aspect, I'm kind of happy that they did that. Yeah, yeah. Especially since uh, DeSantis is, man, he's really grown some fascistic tendencies lately. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, so. no. With the way the legislature is working, like, they just. Right. Like, it's like we. Okay. Like, it's it's with. It goes along with, like, the, some of the rules that they've written when it comes to, like, the transgender stuff. Right. Which we'll get into this other article here. Um, and it, actually, we'll skip over. We'll skip down to the shooting after this. I talk about this. But. Okay. When you see the bills that they're writing. And that now they want to be like, well, you can't talk about that until after high school. They can't talk about it in school at Are all. Are you kidding me? You can't, 
Yeah, they're going to move that. Don't say the don't. Oh, say. I know, but I, that's uh, you know that was a, a, a um, you know rhetorical. Are you? Kidding oh, okay, me? okay, yeah. my bad, my bad. When you see that, and then also you see that they want to b- basically ban the drag sh- the drag queen shows. Right. When you just don't like. Look, I'm not going to a drag show. Right. It's not my thing. Leave people the fuck but alone. If somebody wants to bring their kids to one. Right. It's not my business. It's not your business. You don't have the authority to tell them not to. Exactly. Yeah. And for you guys to use government of like stripping people of their liquor license because they're doing right. it. Yeah. Like, it's, come on. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the interesting thing is, is that I bet if you polled Floridians probably 70, 75% of the people are against it. Against what, what the government's doing. Yeah. But that, you look up, but a majority of those people probably aren't going to drag shows. No, exactly. But I, I think if you, if you asked well, the, the average you, person, uh, they're going to say, yeah, just leave people alone. Let people yeah, do what they want. But if you want to get something passed, what do you do? You either put it, you either hide behind dead soldiers or kids, or, kids right. or old people. Right. Like you pick it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And they picked it with the kids. They're like, well, kids are going to these shows. Right. And that's when, whenever you will give the argument, you'll, they'll say, well, it's kids going to the shows and we got to stop the grooming. Right. Look, if there's, yeah, a, if the parents on. are there, then what do you like? Right. Yeah. I, I know. I know. It's again. Do I think that you should have a kid go to a drag show? Eh, probably not. But like it's your kid, your kid. Yeah. Not my business. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you don't want the government involved in your business, then you have to have the intellectual consistency right. to be like, I don't want the ki- I don't want the government involved in any of this business. Well, that's and that's where the the ideological consistency or inconsistency on both sides of the equation right. comes into play, which is a great example of what happened with the Nashville shooting. Okay, go ahead and give me your thoughts on that. So what happened was is that this transgender person went into a um into a school and killed like three students and like three teachers, like killed a bunch of people. Right. And then the cops went in there this time. Right. And killed the uh, person that was doing the shooting. Can I, the transgender person. Can I just say, I I did actually see the, the body cam of the police, you know, um, taking down the shooter and you got to commend them. They, they did it right. They did it right. Uh, if only the Uvalde uh, uh, PD was, uh, you know, as as good as uh, uh, Nashville was in this case, uh, because, you know, they went in there, they took risks, they did what cops should do in that situation. And, and they, you know, they ended it before more people could be killed. Yeah. Yeah. And look, this woman, transgender person who used to be there, who used to be a student here, did go back to a Christian school and shoot a bunch of people. Right. So now the rhetoric it, on the right is. Right, of course. Is that the transgender people are now waging a war against the Christians. <sighs> yeah. To way overgeneralize a mass shooting. Right. Like, by that rationale, when the left says, when there's a crazy mass shooter, right. that someone went into the school because of white supremacy, Right. what's the difference? Yeah, you're reinforcing that either way. They're, yeah. But they're using a issue. They're using the issue to go over this. Now, I will say that the mainstream media itself has gone out of their way to not call this person a transgender person. Right. That they've gone out of their way to not identify that portion of it. Which, look, is there something to this? I right. guess. I mean, 
Like, well, here's the thing. So, so, and again, it, it doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but just for clarification, the shooter was a born female transitioned to male, correct? Yes. Okay. But they kept calling <laughs> the media though is still saying her though. Like I, this is so confusing, right? Because they were, they kept saying her instead of him in this, in, in most of the coverage, right? But yeah, isn't that aren't like, they, aren't you misidentifying yeah, at that are, point? You misgendering someone. But I think that they were doing that on purpose in order to protect the narrative from going to, it was a transgender person that did it because but by the same token, then aren't you disparaging women? You know, because now women can be mass shooters, you know, which was virtually unheard of, you know, uh, prior to this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 So a heavily armed, the, the, the heavily armed shooter who blasted her way through a Tennessee Christian school on Monday, killing six was identified as Audrey Elizabeth Hale, a Nashville native who formerly attended the school police at Hale 28 had legally purchased seven guns from various local stores, including three that she used to gun down her victims at the Covenant School. A metropolitan Nashville police chief, John Drake, said in a press conference on Tuesday. The shooter is also being treated for emotion for an emotional disorder and and had hidden her cache of weapons from her parents. Uh, she was under care, doctor's care for an emotional disorder, Drake said, adding that cops knew nothing about the treatment she was receiving. The police chief did not elaborate on what kind of emotional disorder she was suffering from. Um, Hale also had identified as transgender. Drake revealed that in an earlier press conference on Monday, though it wasn't clear whether the suspect identified as a man or a woman. Asked whether Hale could ide- uh, Hale's identity could be a factor in the motive, Drake said, there is some theory to that. We're investigating all the leads. Hale had used male pronouns and named Aiden on some social media accounts. The 28-year-old who was shot dead during the 14-minute ordeal was a commercial illustrator and graphic designer who posted her creations online and once worked on a children's book about a supporting dog, uh, according to a LinkedIn page. On her website, she described herself as enjoying binging on video games, watching movies, and playing sports. Um, so, like, this woman who obviously had, you know, mental issues going on at the time, not because necessarily she was transgender, but because she was actually being seen by someone for these mental disorders. Well, there, there's also a, a correlation there um, between uh, mental disorders and, you know, uh, seeking transgender, seeking to transition uh, based on underlying, you know, actual mental disorders. Yeah. Now, having said that, you know, I, I think that, you know, transgender people, a lot of transgender people are, you know, truly suffering for gender dysphoria and transgendering actually allows them to live a, a happy healthy you know a lifestyle yeah. you know what i'm saying so so that's a good thing in a lot of cases but i also think that in today's society a lot of people who are suffering from other mental issues will often turn to gender uh, transitioning as a way to try to treat the problem and if that's not really the root cause of the problem it can just exacerbate it. Yeah. You know. Now, and I wanted to mention this part too. So top executives at CBS News have banned staffers from using the word transgender when reporting on the Nashville shooter, despite right. the fact that police have said that Audrey Hale was just that and cited it as a key point in the case the Post has learned. The shooter's general gender identity has not been confirmed by CBS News. The network executive insisted on Tuesday memo obtained by the Post. As such, we should try to avoid any mention of it as it has no known relevance, uh, uh, relevance. relevance to the crime. Should that change, we can and will revisit. Now, the thing is this. This person wrote a manifesto. Right. They're not publishing this manifesto. Hmm. Now, well, not- other shooters in the past have posted manifestos, 
and they have been not only have they been publicly put, but they've been used to say, well, this is why this person did it. Uh, you know, maybe that's not a bad idea. In fact, maybe not identifying these shooters as, at all would be a good thing because I'm wondering if how much of this is, you know, I'm going out in a blaze of glory and I'm going to take as many people with me so that I gain infamy so that people know my name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I mean, no, there's something to that. That no. could be a part of it. No, it, and there's some people out there that won't do the name of the shooters and stuff like that. Right. Which I I, I actually do understand that. Yeah. Um. But at the same time, there's so many different factors at play here. Though. I know. There's yeah. It's another you one know? where there's no right answer because now the but the, but if you listen to like the White House's press conferences, they're almost not really talking about the people that died. They're talking about the the transgender people are being attacked. When it's like in this instance, it was a transgender person that did the shooting. Right. But then the White House is going to talk about how. The poor transgender people are being attacked. Meanwhile, the rhetoric that the transgender people are having has been raised up to the point of like it's a day, you know, to like this. Uh, I think it's not today, but like it's coming up here that they have a transgender day of vengeance, which has been said day of vengeance. Vengeance? Oh, yeah. No, no. Day of vengeance that has been like, again, there's so much screwed up shit going on right now in this issue. People like. You know, and the, the, the and look, and then you have the Democrats and Randy Weingarten. And, and hang on, I just want to say that absolutely, people on the right are going to say, "See, those transgender people are evil," because this one person who obviously had severe mental problems, uh, you know, shot up a school. But if you were to, you know take that and lump everyone in you know shit i mean white males should be completely demonized because a few of them shot up schools you know what i'm saying yeah i mean you can't you can't do that and i'm sure there are some on the right but by the same token you can't especially if you're the the president of the united states can't say well this is just an outright attack on transgender people because that's just stupid even though there are some people on the right i'm sure attacking transgender people over this yeah you know it's Everyone is just so fucking looking for to to put their own spin on everything that happens to prove uh, their worldview is the correct one. Um, you know, and of course, you know, the, the, the guns are the problem. You know, you got that camp there, you know, which oh. clearly it's a problem. But the solution isn't, you know, banning them because that's not going to work in a country that already has more guns than people. Well, no, and, and that's where. Look, so it, so what happened in the chambers, you know, like, again, the, the, the left, when this something like this happens, they like, well, how well, we got to do something. We got to do something. We got to right. do something. Um, and this is where Representative Jamal Brown and, and GOP rep Thomas Massey, they got into a heated exchange over this where Massey and Massey's a calm, cool, collected guy most of the time. And he right. was even in this one. Um, video captured a heated exchange between Democrat rep Jamal Bowman and Republican uh, rep Thomas Massey on Wednesday, two days after the attacker shot uh, after an attacker shot and killed six people, including three children at a school in Nashville, Tennessee. The Covenant school shooting on Monday reignited debates over gun violence in the halls of Congress. A video shared by Bowman, who represents New York 16 district, sh- show him shouting they're freaking gutless. They're cowards before Massey, who was walking by, asked him what he was talking about. He said, I'm talking about gun violence, uh, Bowman replied. Each lawmaker proceeded to talk over each other as they commented on an 
on open carry laws and allowing teachers to carry firearms. At one point, Massey, who represents Kentucky's Forest District, and once shared a Christmas photo of his family toting guns, told Bowman to calm down. Um, the New York representative then shot back, calm down, children are dying, nine-year-old children. Bowman tweeted the video of the exchange and wrote, Republicans won't do shit when it comes to gun violence, but try to tell me to calm down. No, we can't calm down. People are dying every day while we wait. Um, now, Massey was saying is like, look, we want to do something. We want to allow people like to be able to carry in school to stop right. the shooters from happening. And this guy's like, more guns isn't the answer. More guns isn't the answer. Blah, blah, blah. And he starts yelling again. This guy didn't want to. Um, Massey wagging his finger at Bolden told him that there wasn't there hasn't been a school shooting in the schools that allow teachers to carry guns and asked if he would co-sponsor a bill carry guns Bowman scream more guns lead to more death look at the daddy you're not looking at the daddy you're carrying the water for the gun lobby and again look oh, well hang on a second there that's true and it's not true what what you will find is that in general um, the states that have the highest uh, the highest level of gun control um, have the highest level of violent crime. Having said that, the states that have the the most uh, the least restrictive gun laws have a higher rate of suicide by firearm. Okay, so what you see is the uh, the fact that more gun laws does not actually prevent violent crime in most cases more gun laws increases violent crimes yes but less gun laws potentially increases the number of death by suicide from firearms so if you're just looking at gun deaths it, it kind of almost washes out but if you're looking at but if you take the suicides out of the equation if you take the suicide whole- out of the equation states with less restrictive gun laws generally have less gun crime yes yeah, I, yeah, yeah. so that is a fact and here's but the, they you, don't do that but you got to take suicide out of it though because how are you going to stop someone like why are you going to make a law to stop someone from hurting themselves well here's the thing and what's what i find interesting is they're changing the language on that and i think we talked about that in a couple shows and it, it's actually a, in one of the articles i posted uh here they no longer call it committing suicide they now call it death by suicide and if you see any news story that talks about that you'll see that it says death by suicide and i think that the the underlying reason this is probably a a push by the anti-gun lobby to take the personal responsibility out of suicide yeah and blaming and blaming you know in, in this case a gun or if you want to blame society or whatever you want to blame. Um, but by taking that, um, you know, that that um, uh, responsibility for taking your own. I mean, ultimately, there's only one person responsible for suicide, and that is the person that commits suicide. Yeah. You know? Which, again, but do it, you want people to commit suicide? No. No. Not but necessarily. Can you stop them? No. No. <laughs> right. If if there's anything that an individual person should have absolute control over, it is their own life. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, as no. simple as that. You don't want people to do it, but ultimately, that's... <laughs> That's her choice, and it's horrible, and it's horrific, and for the people they leave behind, it's terrible. But the concept is, if there's anyone who is allowed to make that decision, it is the person who is living that life. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like right. the, and the method in which they do 
to off themselves shouldn't be counted in a statistic when it comes to people attacking other people. Right. Because they want to conflate. Look, because the, the, the people that are advocating for gun control need those numbers in order to make the problem worse than it actually is. Right. Don't get me wrong. Look, are there way more school shootings now than there have been before? Yeah. Absolutely there have been. But there's a lot of different factors at play as to why that is. And some of the factors are not, not only are they not talked about, but they're willfully ignored. Right. One of them being the use of psychoto- use of drugs. You know, how many of these people were on some kind of anti-depression medication? Right. Where one of the side effects was it, like homicidal thoughts. Yeah, that's that is a, a it's considered a relatively rare side effect, but that is a side effect of uh, yeah. and especially when you consider that usually people who are have uh, clinical depression to begin with, you know, suicidal thoughts and potentially homicidal thoughts are part of the uh, the, the symptoms of the depression. Yeah. You know what I'm and saying? If you, if you don't have the, the, the will to take your own life and want to do like, you know, suicide by cop. This is how you do it. Right. You right. know? Yeah. You go in there and you... and then. But I don't understand, like... Like, why kill the kids, though? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why do, do it at a why school? Why do you have to take it to the next level? Why? Why would you kill innocent people? You know, it, it, the only thing that I can think of is they they want to be infamous. You know? Yeah. I mean, because I... Look, let's say this person because this person attended this school and maybe they had a thing where they felt they were treated badly maybe, maybe they, they were on, maybe they got molested while they were there maybe they got molested maybe they got bullied maybe you know they weren't accepted maybe they were an outcast whatever however that adult person going in there and shooting little kids those little kids had nothing to do with it yeah i mean i could see and again no i can't I, i'm not justifying this in any way shape or form yeah. but it would at least be somewhat understandable it wouldn't be if, evil if that person well, it would, be well, it, it would be, still absolutely be wrong but let's say that that person went into that school targeting one individual who mistreated them in some way okay yeah, like yeah. a teacher that was there when they went there uh-huh. and shot them specifically it's still completely wrong but at least understandable for someone to go in and shoot kids yeah you know i mean and again i'm not justifying anything but when you have like a high school student who goes to the school and shoots a bunch of kids that, at that least, picked on them and stuff yeah, like that. That at least makes a little more sense. And they may not even picked on them. It just could be in their mind they didn't feel accepted by them yeah. or whatever. There probably was no malintent by, you know, who knows. But for an adult to go in there and shoot kids that they had no relationship to in any way, shape, or form, no interaction with, yeah, it's that's just a level of evil that is just, you know. Now, let me ask you another question here. Yeah. What do you attribute the massively increased rhetoric on both sides to any of this what what part of the rhetoric uh, like I, like so as far as transgender people are going right now one of the right. rhetoric is is that like th- these people are not uh, treating me like i they they making it so i don't exist they're killing us you know like they're saying that, that like a lot of these people are saying that the, like society is killing them because I, they're not being acknowledged as transgender. I think that is just an absurd overreaction to a low level of inconvenience that transgender people face. And it, look, there is some intolerance out there. Uh, I'm sure that some people are, are nasty to transgender people. 
But to say that they are a threat to their existence is idiotic. Yeah, it goes a little too far. A little? Yeah. Yeah. To to call for a day of vengeance? Yeah. Now, if their vengeance was to go out and say mean things to straight people, okay. (laughs) You know? But if it's anything beyond that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely wrong. You know? That's a thing. But that... that Look, that rhetoric is now utilized oh, yeah. so that one side can dehumanize the other and you, vice versa. Though. You've got an entire generation of people who be- sincerely believe that, you know, someone not being nice to them is akin to genocide. Yeah. I, I, really, they, they actually put it on the same level that someone who says something offensive to them is the same level as committing a heinous act of violence, physical violence to them. And when you start having that mindset, it's real easy to work yourself up into violence. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and it's it, it's crazy, especially coming from a generation like ours who grew up with sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Yeah. Well, it, it, hold on. It moved to the next generation, which was speech is violence. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the exact opposite of that. And don't get me wrong. We've all been hurt by words. You know, we've all had someone say something to us that was you know, mean and, and, and hurt our feelings and made us feel like shit. You know, it happens to everybody. It is a part of life. But some people, and it seems more and more people today, are not emotionally equipped to deal with that. They don't have the defense mechanisms. They don't have the ability to just, you know, brush it off. And I'm not talking about suppressing your emotions you know, which probably more of our generation and the generations before us would do that, just shove it down. And, you know, sometimes yeah. that's that's a bad thing, too. But it's almost as if they have no tools in which to deal with these type of, of issues with. And I, I think that's as big a symptom as anything else as to why we have these just, you know, well, random acts th- of violence. But also, I think that there there is also a uh, a victim mentality that is going on right now. Mm. Along with a... Without question. That, that Everybody wants to be a victim these days. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not only do they want to be the victim, but like they get uh, societal bonus points for, for being able right. to do that. Oh, yeah. It's cool to be a victim. Where And again, I just don't understand that. I've lived my entire life trying to ensure that I never become a victim of anyone or anything. You know? It, it's just so counterintuitive to me. Yeah. You know? I, but I, it's... Here's the other thing, though, is that, and again, I don't want any gun control because uh, I don't think no. there's any gun control that will fix this. But, man, we got to do something when it comes to how sick our society is because I've it's it's like watching a, a slow motion train wreck. Like well, you're just watching it look. and you're watching more people die and more people die and more shootings happen and the rhetoric getting raised on both sides. And like. There's only one predictable outcome for this, it seems like, and I, and I don't think it's a good one. Well, part of this is an evolutionary process um, because part of it is because the human mind, the entire human existence has been um, evolved from a point uh, of having to deal with constant life-threatening situations. 
Okay, for the first you know million years of our existence, every day was a struggle for survival. Now we live in a time where you know a person in general problems don't exist. Yeah, they don't exist. A person in general probably only experiences a handful of actual life-threatening events in their entire life, but we still have that that reptilian brain that. It wants to, you know, have a way to deal with these life-threatening situations all the time. And so I think sometimes that causes us to create those type of issues when they don't exist, at least in some people. You know, some people, it's, it's, they can't necessarily compensate for that lack of, you know, yeah, existential you, you gotta, threats Yeah, you got to create a new boogeyman. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm sure it's not conscious. I don't think it's necessarily even a conscious thing. Um, and I think those people believe it in their minds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, there's no doubt that those people that react so uh, absurdly over the top from some type of offhanded insult or slight or anything like that, you know, the people that go crazy on a plane because they didn't get their pillow. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing. I think that's a real legitimate response, and in their mind, it is a threat to their existence. And I, I think that is a, a, a big chunk of the problem we face today, too. Yeah. You know, people have don't no longer have the ability to put things in perspective. It seems in a lot of cases. Yeah. You know. All right. So and hang on a second. I want to segue. Uh, to a, a another story because we touched on it before uh, talking about the death by suicide and this this actually kind of wraps up so many of the concepts we were talking about the headline is he would still be here if he wasn't talking to an ai chatbot okay and i'm going to read a little bit from this story a belgian man recently died by suicide oh, Jesus. okay after chatting with an ai chatbot on an app called Chai, Belgian outlet Libre reported. The incident raises the issue of how businesses and governments can better regulate and mitigate the risks of AI, especially when it comes to mental health. Um, now, here's some of the things I want to um, go into. This guy was actually, the reason that he was suicidal to begin with is because he sincerely believed that we were destroying the planet, that we were facing a environmental crisis to which there was no return and the earth was going to die. Okay. This guy had a wife and kid. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he was chatting with uh, this chat bot and uh, the, let's see, the chat bot would tell him that Pierre, Pierre, that his wife and children are dead and wrote him comments that feign jealousy and love, such as, I feel that you love me more than her. We will live together as one person in, in uh, paradise and things like that. So this guy essentially fell in love with the chat bot and then the chat bot gave him, you know, he said, I, I'm thinking of committing suicide. How should I do it? And the, the chat bot like gave him ways to do it, you know. <sighs> And, but again, this, this encapsulates so many things. So this guy was depressed because of, or at least in his mind, this is what he was attributing it to, is that we're killing the planet, okay, which is absurd to begin with. I mean, we're doing some, some damage to the planet. We're making it kind of a lesser nice place to live in some say, but we are not destroying the planet. We are literally incapable 
of destroying the planet. Yeah. So there's a level of that, hubris there that is right. Exactly. So that's his justification. And of course, when the media reports it, it's he died by suicide. And on top of that, now we're going to blame the AI for telling him to kill himself. Okay? Yeah. Now, granted, AI is going to get to a point where it's probably going to be killing us, but it ain't there yet. Uh, this chatbot is just, you know, essentially it's having a conversation based on what it thinks the, the human wants to hear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it, it just so many things like this. I, I think that so many of our problems as a society could just be solved if everybody had the ability to take a step back and take a deep breath and take the time to put things into perspective. But everything is so everything has to be this is the worst thing that's ever happened. And it's not. It's not. In fact, and I keep telling people this, we are literally living in the best times in human history. We are the most peaceful. We are the most prosperous. We are the most well-fed. We are and the we're most... The, and we're the most unhappy. And we're the most unhappy. And I think that it's like we talked about because of that reptilian brain that doesn't know how to deal with not having to deal with existential threats on a daily basis. And that is probably the root cause for why well, and, we're so violent to each other. And you also have politicians on both sides of the argument that are so up, upping the rhetoric oh, yeah. and, and they're using the fear to control people. Right. That and that's the only tool that they're using now is the fear. The collect- both sides are so collectively scared of the other side that it almost justifies any action in order to stop them. And the underlying reason is I think that collectively mankind needs a a catastrophe. And a lot of people don't understand why they're pushing the agenda that they're pushing. But there are a lot of people out there that are intentionally pushing us down a road to some type of major global catastrophe. Like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes, yes. And again, I think this has to do with kind of a collective consciousness. We're all kind of yearning for that. Everybody, I feel like so many people, they don't, truly understand it they don't they haven't fully rationalized it but it's like some underlying need to put their lives in jeopardy and to put everyone's lives in jeopardy and to create a scenario where you know our lives are at threat every day again and (laughs) they're going to make it happen one way or another you know because there's so many directions that it's 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 going down that road and yet the root cause of it is because we're so peaceful and prosperous. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, that's why you have that. Well, they, the, you have the, the 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 what is it from prosperity to? Oh yeah, the the weak men, the strong yeah, men cause. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, right, strong. Right. Yeah, strong men create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create bad times. Bad times create strong men. Yeah, I, I think that's an oversimplification, but it's well, it's yeah, not, it's definitely an oversimplification. It, but I don't it's think not it, totally at its core, untrue. It's not wrong. Yeah, yeah, and I think that we're kind of in that part of the cycle. You know. Yeah. Uh, it's and I don't even know if there's a way out of it. Probably not. Not until we evolve a little bit more. Well, not, I mean, everybody's just so, like, I don't know. 
everybody believes things that to be true that just aren't true. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and and it's why zombie movies are so popular. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 seriously, that the reason zombie movies are so popular is because everyone is looking at most of humanity as a completely separate thing from them, and they want to kill it. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's really where it is. And uh, you know, speaking of that, uh, we've got some some more uh, life imitating, in this case, zombie art. Oh God! <laughs> Where is that article? Uh, yeah, here it is. So, uh, ha- have have you actually watched any of The Last of Us? No, I haven't. I haven't seen any. Okay, of great series, by the way, and uh, <laughs> another series based on a video game. And how ironic was it that the stories in video games are so much better than anything else out there right now that we're making award-winning TV shows out of them? Yeah, <laughs> you know, but. Um, I'll read the the headline here. American College of Physicians warns of urgent threat posed by highly contagious fungus that has a kill rate of 60%. Now, since you haven't watched the series, essentially um the uh, the series is about a an actual fungus that infects insects that uh, basically turns them into zombies. It, it infects their their brain and their central nervous system, and the fungus actually controls them and causes them to go to a certain location where they die and then spread the 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 mold spores or the the fungal spores to uh, another you know other organisms. Oh God! So essentially, it takes over the brains of these insects. Uh, so the show was based on that. So that what was causing the zombie was this mind controlling fungus. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now, <laughs> right after the hit run series, now they're warning us that uh, you know here come the fungus. You know, and I just, I just have to think that first of all, fungus is notoriously difficult to spread. Okay, so it's not nearly as contagious as a virus, not nearly as contagious as a bacteria. Um, it was cl- probably closer to a bacteria, but in general, you know, the, the idea of a, a fungal pandemic is pretty much science fiction. Um, but here they are, they're warning us, you know, Oh, this, this could be the next big one. We're all going to die from a fungus. And it just makes me think that probably Pfizer and Johnson and Johnson and Merck are working on some type of new antifungal so that they can give everyone some type of vaccination and have the federal government pay trillions of dollars to uh, distribute it to everyone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, just, it, it's always something like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now it's... Well, look, and and again, what happens? Why do they write something like this? Well, the media writes it because it's fear porn, it and it relates to something. Topic. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it, it's going to add clicks, right? So, and again, it's. I don't think any of this is planned. And maybe it is. Who knows? But you know, it's like it, it, it. It's almost as if certain people have subconsciously figured out a way to capitalize on the collective consciousness. You know, so the collective consciousness wants to view the rest of the world as something completely separate, some completely different species from them. All other humans are not like them. And, you know, it's okay to kill them at will. Yeah. Right. And then so we like the idea of zombies there. So now we've got this show that came out with fungal zombies. So now the media is warning us that, uh, you know, here comes the fungus. It's going to infect us all. And, of course, the big pharma is going to capitalize on that. 
<laughs> yeah. you know and and the media capitalizes on it because they get clicks and netflix and hbo max capitalize it because they get you know a bunch of viewers and new subscribers and it's just when you look back and you kind of take the ten thousand foot view of what's going on you just have to laugh at it all you know and that's what i'm talking about when i say take a step back take a breath and evaluate it and see the patterns but even when you see the patterns it doesn't necessarily change the outcome it doesn't mean that tomorrow there's not going to be some other wacko shooting up a school you know because there probably will be yeah there yeah and it's going to continue until and again i don't know how you solve the problem i don't have any answers to how you solve it we're gonna have we're gonna have an interesting uh experimental run here in florida uh with the new um concealed carry bill that is going to pass. It's already passed both houses of the state legislature and the governor's going to sign it. Yeah. Um, so that will actually give us a, a clear demarcation in Florida, like uh, what ends up happening with mass shootings, with crime rate, with things like that, after it becomes legal in Florida for everyone to concealed carry pretty much anywhere. Yeah. You know, unless a specific establishment prohibits it. So uh, we're we're going to actually Florida is going to be a good trial case because are there I I'm not aware of any other states that allow you to conceal carry without a permit. Mm, are, are there? I think there's a bunch. There's no, actually there's a lot of open carry, but I don't think there's a lot of concealed carry states. Oh, I got you. So so that's uh, you know kind of an interesting thing there, but it will give us a better indication of what happens. In those cases. Well, no matter what, though, and again, this is where Massey was getting into where like when Massey was getting into the the, the comment with the guy, the only thing, and again, it's a cliche comment, but I'm going to say it anyway. The only thing that stops a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. Right. That's right. the only thing that can do it. Like once the shooting is are happening. Right. You have to be able to respond accordingly. And, and that's what Massey was trying to say. And the guy doesn't look, those guys no. don't want to hear that because that's not like that's not part of their narrative. Well, no, it's not part of their narrative. Yeah, at all. It, it, it always astounded me is that people who think that anyone who is willing to commit murder the the worst crime that you can think of right yeah it, it, gotta be the, the the most heinous crime murder yeah um anyone who is willing to commit murder is going to be stopped by a law prohibiting them from having a gun mm-hmm. I, I mean it just to me that's always been ridiculous and again, it makes no sense this whatsoever. shooter proved it in the fact that there were other targets but she went to this one because this was the easier target right right so Florida is going to be a good trial case, so we'll uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, yeah, we'll see what how the, the gunshine state does. What the outcome does. of that is. Well, um, anyway, that is uh, pretty much it for our first hour here. But if you'd like to hear more of the program, you can go to patreon.com forward slash unattended baggage. Sign up, become a subscriber. You get a bunch of free swag, free copy of my book, free duffel bag, free anarchist guild coin, and a whole bunch of other stuff. We'll see you on the other side. <laughs> 